podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What? I think I'm still in shock. I just, none of us saw that coming. And really, it's hard to describe the shock, the excitement, the disbelief at times watching Chelsea play football at Villa Park and realised that it was the right game. I actually had to check that I was watching the right game of football and Chelsea were the team playing the good football. An astonishing night and a, a, a huge night for this group of players. It really does feel like the biggest night so far under Mauricio Pochettino because sure, we have you know the, the drama of the penalty win over Newcastle. We did go away to Spurs, but there was a lot about that game that still frustrated us. Tonight was, barring a very late consolation, was basically a perfect performance from Chelsea from start to finish. Mauricio Pochettino deserves a lot of credit along with the players. And I don't think many of us could have anticipated the level of display we got tonight. And I'm immensely proud to be a Chelsea fan tonight, as I'm sure many of you are. And a real sign of what this group of players can do if they are given time. And I think that there were some very informative choices that Pochettino made. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I want to be excited because Chelsea don't make me excited very often. That might just signal where this team could go because it worked superbly tonight. Now, I think the the interesting thing pre-game was we spoke about a potential change in formation, a change to a back three. Pochettino didn't do that, which slightly surprised me. But he'll feel vindicated that he didn't do it and stuck to his principles, stuck to what he wanted to do. But instead of like radically changing the formation to a back three, he instead tweaked the positioning of players around a little bit. So Chelsea started more of a 4-4-2 where Conor Gallagher and Cole Palmer were effectively pressing as a front two. We have seen them do this before. As a pair, they are a really awkward duo to work around as an opposing team from a pressing point of view. Not only their technical quality, but pressing-wise, they, they harass you, they're unrelenting, and they're also really subtle by the way they're able to get their body into positions that you know are able to intercept, make you play a pass into an area that you probably don't want to, that then other players can press and maybe win the ball back. Chelsea were amazing in that aspect, especially in the first half. But then Nicholas Jackson playing left wing, which, you know, is something that we discussed briefly in the summer because he had done it for Villarreal. And we were wondering, especially once Nkunku returned, would we see it? We saw it tonight. And I was a little bit concerned in like the opening five, ten minutes because Chelsea, there were a few times very, very early on where it looked like maybe Aston Villa were going to find space quite easily. But that settled down very quickly. Chelsea got into a rhythm and soon were able to exploit left to right, especially down the left. I thought both Ben Chilwell and Nicholas Jackson, the way those two combined, and they seemed to have a very seamless working relationship where Chilwell would go in, go out, and Jackson would consistently be making those runs between the Villa fullback, uh, Matt Cash, and the centre-back. So, you know, really hurting Villa and really looking confident on the ball too. And of course, his... His run leads to the first goal. Noni Madawake, who I'll give praise to him too. I think it was his best Chelsea performance tonight. Gets in the centre of the box, doesn't panic, 
finds Conor Gallagher, who has massively decreased in his form recently, but finally gets his first goal of the season. Outstanding finish with his right foot. A lot of bodies to get through, pinpoint, especially against Amy Martinez, who's a brilliant goalkeeper. And it was the perfect start, and it looked like a very confident Chelsea team. And, you know, it's kind of the, the opposite to what we saw at the weekend, where once Chelsea conceded, all of the confidence that was there drained. It was the opposite. Chelsea then looked like there was something to go at, not only something to cling on to, but I like the fact that it wasn't just, let's just rest on our laurels. We're going to keep going at Aston Villa. I, it's not just the technical quality of the team. It's not just a goal of outstanding quality that we will get to in the second half. It was just how motivated, how switched on this team looked. And I think that part of it, and I want to get to it right now, is I think was aided by the fact that we had a very mobile back four, especially a back two that had the ability to press up and to know that and have the confidence in themselves that if a ball did go behind, they would be able to recover quick enough, especially with Volley Watkins, who is a very intelligent player. So is Leon Bailey. Even players like John McGinn find themselves in really interesting positions. So it was it was a tough task. There were some very good Aston Villa players on display there tonight, but Chelsea nullified them. And I think that helped Chelsea stay on the front foot. But the way we quickly moved the ball when we did win it back, uh, Malo Gusto, who's been a brilliant signing for Chelsea, um, Noni Malawake, as I said, just looked like a ferocious player tonight. I mean, he really laid down a statement on the right side, contributing to the first goal. And the second goal was, again, Chelsea just flowing, moving the ball quickly at speed, looking confident. The ball in from Gusto is as good as any ball you'd see from Reese James. And um, Nicholas Jackson with a header. He missed one at the weekend, but he scores one tonight. Looked like Jackson looked like a player who was a lot older than he actually is. And I think that was the case for a lot of players. And, you know, does reflect what you get with a young group of players. And what I hope from a young group of players is we get highs but then you expect drops and 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 differences in form but just the 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 whole demeanor and progressive nature of Chelsea tonight was just so in so encouraging it just sparked a lot of energy I think from supporters all the supporters who had an incredible time tonight probably couldn't believe their luck probably pinching themselves as we all were from home um and I thought you know Chelsea in midfield two Caicedo and Enzo finally looking like that and it's not just the fact that they did it against Preston. They did it against Middlesbrough. The fact they went to Villa Park. And you, you couple the context of Chelsea's dreadful away form since November with Villa's pretty outstanding home form over the past 12 months. And especially a week ago, what we saw at Anfield. Both of those things coupled make this type of performance even more impressive. And... I think that has to be factored in. And I thought that both Enzo and Casado just worked so magically because it felt like Enzo had the license to start moves, which we know he is probably where he's best at. Move the ball forward, also be aggressive. Sometimes when he wants to make a run beyond the ball, but more so receiving the ball. Casado being that ball winner, being just a harrying player that is able to anticipate danger cover players behind him but but then also press forward when he wants to as well also there was a lot of very subtle and intelligent ways Chelsea were able to break down Villa pressure and momentum there were many times when Villa looked to counter on us and 
either it was a really precise tackle from, say, a Conor Gallagher or just a player getting a block in. These are small intangible things, but they do add up over the course of a game. And unfortunately, it's that game intelligence that has been lacking as well from Chelsea uh, that has been exploited a number of times. But then you go in at half time, it's 2-0. But then you you know that, listen, probably Chelsea are going to be under pressure, but it was so nice that there was no drop in performance and it seemed like Emery and Aston Villa had absolutely no response to what Chelsea were doing tonight, even after a half-time interval. And then we get the free kick. Enzo Fernandez um, gets tripped up by Yuri Tielemans. It looks like he's about to let one fly. Enzo hasn't taken many free kicks for Chelsea um, in his time. And it was interesting. I was watching a clip of Enzo from his performance at home to Everton last season. And people were kind of pointing out, look at the quality of this player. This is what we invested in. And it's easy now to kind of forget what he could offer to Chelsea in the long term, right? And tonight... With that, I mean, that free kick, I had to like, it, it was one of those where I stopped for like two, three seconds and you realize, no, it's gone in. It's not only gone in top corner. Emmy Martinez has got a hand to it, which I think makes the, the effort even more impressive on top of that. But it's also the fact that it showcases kind of a broader point tonight for me with, with this group of players. Chelsea have very good players. That shouldn't be breaking news. Or at least we have talented players who've got the potential to get better. But unfortunately, the environment hasn't really cultivated that over the past 12, longer than that, to be honest, months. Enzo, with an inspirational moment, a world-class moment, a moment of technique and just sheer quality that we just haven't seen at Chelsea for a number of years. I made this point when Nkunku scored that consolation at Anfield last week. You just You see moments of quality where you're like... You just understand it takes you another level and it literally can kill games. It can change games. It can take games away from people. And it did for Aston Villa. That effectively killed the game because the pressure that then came on later was less kind of serious for Chelsea and less stressful in the end because of that third goal. It's one of the best free kicks I've ever seen in my life. I I know we've seen some incredible free kicks, but just the pure accuracy of it and the fact it's against a goalkeeper who is one of the best in the Premier League think is even more impressive for celebration some people were kind of asking me and texting me what's this celebration about you could look at it two ways maybe we'll get some clarification I haven't seen him say anything post-match yet in one way there is an irony and a nice poetic kind of parallel to Frank Lampard who of course scored arguably well one of his most important Chelsea goals and historic goals to become our all-time goal scorer at Villa Park at that end in front of the Chelsea supporters so maybe it's 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 kind of a tribute to that. I think it's more likely it maybe is in response to some of the rumours we have heard and reports about him wanting to leave the club and him kind of putting a statement down that I'm not leaving. I'm number eight. I'm gonna be here. It was a it did feel in a lot of ways tonight, especially for Enzo, that picture, a statement win for Chelsea and especially for some of those players. And and I hope that it is the start of of more of these wins in, in the upcoming um, weeks and months because it'd be a shame to sit here in two or three months and, and, and just think, oh, that was just an, an anomaly, right? Um, because it was so good. There were so many parts of the team that excited me. Ben Chirwell suddenly looked like a good left-back again uh, because he had a, a left-winger in front of him who protected him. Nicholas Jackson did a lot of good work coming back the other direction and Chirwell too was able to rotate quite consistently with that player as well. He also had cover from Benoit Badishu. I said this yesterday, Benoit Badishu is not a bad centre-back. I think he's been in bad form and I think was 
absolutely elevated by having a midfield partner in Axel Dezassi, who was immense. I've got to say I was wrong. I discredited, I gave some criticism to Dezassi yesterday. He looked every bit worth a Chelsea player tonight. And I'm happy. I'm always happy to be proven wrong on players because he was immense. He's made a block late on from uh, John McGinn, uh, made some absolutely precise tackles inside the box, which are risky, right? Because if you get it wrong, you're giving away a penalty. And I just thought that as a pair was given this is a defence or, or a lot of the defence that had conceded so many goals in the past two weeks. You know, it, it says a lot about the performances of those players. And, and yeah, sure, we did concede a consolation late on. But I, I do think that at the end of the day, it was a good finish. It, the post goes in. It was still an immense defensive display. And I think really lays down a marker. I think also what this, for me, is a sign of, it's not only that he plays um, Jackson at left wing, but also taking out both Raheem Sterling and Thiago Silva, who did come on later in the game. I don't know. I think it's a statement. Maybe it feels a little bit hilarious that a, a, a tweet from Bell Silva has maybe transformed Chelsea. Not in the way she probably would have hoped, but Silva, we know the limitations he's brought to the team. And this is not to pin everything on Thiago Silva and Raheem Sterling. And they're, they're the reasons Chelsea have been... Anyone trying to claim that is obviously silly. But I do think tonight is a bad night for them personally because from a tactical and just aggression point of view, you see the difference when we have players who not only track back from a wide position and uh, and look more direct and intense, but then from a defensive point, the license it gives to you to press up, uh, which I think has been a problem at Chelsea for a number of years. I felt it with Azpilicueta on the right side. I think it's become more apparent with uh, Thiago Silva in the past year. So I, I'm now very interested to see what happens on Monday. Because unless someone's injured, I wouldn't be changing anything about that team. I, I really wouldn't. I know it's a different opponent, but given the confidence that those those set of players played with and look so confident, Noni Manawake really laying down a marker on the right wing. Cole Palmer or Wright didn't have his most dazzling performance, but still is one of the integral players for Chelsea and, and still looks like a threat. Conor Gallagher, I think, made a statement tonight because many people, including myself, didn't have him in our starting eleven. Enzo Fernandez, they, they, there were so many great performances and it's just so joyous to be able to sat, be, be sat here and speak about Chelsea in this manner. And yeah, sure, listen, in a week or two, we could be back to square one, but I'm never going to not celebrate Chelsea winning a game. And sure, maybe some people will go, well, what was kind of the overreaction on Sunday? I, I don't think Sunday was an overreaction. I thought Sunday was a, a horrendous performance. I really do. Based on all of the evidence of the away games we've had, as I say, since November, you couldn't have seen this type of performance coming. No one could have predicted this type of performance. You wished for it. You you dreamt of it happening in this manner. Trust me, I did. And then it came true and I couldn't quite believe what I was watching. Um but I really hope tonight, and there is narrative irony too, because Pochettino, one of his turning points at Spurs in his first season there was at, was at Villa Park too. So this is an impressive win. It gets Chelsea through to the fifth round. It's going to be a midweek game against Leeds, which I'm sure will be tasty, and a chance to get to the last day. I hope that we can, at the very least, take this into our next game, make it another win. Some of these young players really gain something from tonight because they were under pressure, under scrutiny, a lot of severe questions being asked of them. And they stepped up tonight and they not only won, they won convincingly and they not only won convincingly, they won with some style too, which is cherry on top of the cake, really. 
those are my thoughts please let me know your thoughts your man in the match all of that good stuff in the comments below thank you so much for taking the time to watch this show if you're a chelsea fan and you want more carefree content please do hit that subscribe button really helps the channel out as well as the like button and sharing it around with friends so more people can get involved in the community and you can follow son of chelsea across socials at son of chelsea on tiktok on instagram and on x thank you Social Podcast Network.